0: Oh, TL Nation, what's cracking? It's Jeremy about the audio experience, and today, we have a special guest in the house. It is the first long-form conversation we've had in a little bit, and I am highly excited because this has been a long time in the making, with a legend amongst men, serial <laughs> entrepreneur, mastermind, coach, father, just a great man all around. I'm super excited for this conversation together, and I'm sure it'll be one of my favorites from here going out, but... La Tribu is in the house. Mr. Andreas is, is here, and he's here to talk to y'all. Yes, sir. Say hello to the people, my friend.
1: How's it going out there, everybody?
0: I'm excited, dude. So much. I. I feel like last time we came to, uh, I came down here to the beautiful Renton. I'm not sure how beautiful it is, but <laughs> we're in Renton nonetheless. It's getting better. Uh, we came down to do this podcast. We ended up talking for like three hours, and we're like, and we probably could have record, but uh, sometimes just conversation between Two genuine people is is more important. So right. we're back. That's right. And I'm sure that this will be a part one of of many parts. Yes, sir. So uh we're here, man. That's let's, it. Let's dive on into it. So <laughs> straight in. Obviously you're a man of of many interests and, mm-hmm. and I think it's something that I appreciate about you is that you you aren't afraid to just try. And I think that that's the things that are beautiful that have, have come out of your efforts have just become of your willingness to stand in the gap and not do something because other people, you know, want you to do or expect you to right. do it is because like that is truly your heart's desire to to make a difference. And and for all the listeners who don't know Andres, who are about to find out more about you, I think the perfect explanation of, of who he is is there's a post I actually sent to a couple of friends who I had mentioned to you to. Um. And I was like, "This is just who he is in a nutshell." And it was your post the other day on your Instagram about being a lifter mm. of people,
1: right?
0: And and I, I you kind of nailed it on the head. Is that's just who you are? Like right. you can't help it. You wake up in the morning, and just by doing nothing, it's just your default setting right. is to be a lifter of people. And and so I think for everybody that's listening, I think that's just coming from that context. Um, it's just who it's just who you are. Um, and where do you think? That being a lifter of people like you, you kind of adopted the value of being that, you know, maybe you saw it in someone. You're like, Mm -hmm. that's who I want to be. I'll just shut up and let you talk (laughs) now.
1: So the lifter of people actually, you know, I've I've been hearing that quite a bit for some time now. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes we get confused with, you know, humility and technically reality. Right. And we can be as humble as we want to be. But there does come a point where you have to kind of just accept it, right? Like the writing's on the wall. So for me, lifter of people, specifically that post, was I had kind of been going back and forth with it. And, you know, I always, you know, try and and figure out what's what's the biggest thing or what's the quickest way for me to answer who I am and what I do. Right? You always, you know, always get this kind of like the 30-second elevator speech, right? Like if you can't sell somebody in 30 seconds, then one. <clears throat> You either don't know who you are, or two, you haven't accepted who you are, right? So for me, I got asked that two days before I put that post up of, you know, what is it you do? Who are you? Or kind of like, what's your what, what's your character? What, what is it that you live life by? And I put some thought into it, but then I actually said, you know what? I'm going to ask. So I asked people that are really close to me, some of my, my tribe clients, and that was the resounding answer. So for me a lifter of people comes from my life and kind of what I guess made me early on and from my parents. So I would say that if I was ever going to attribute where that came from was 100% from my mom and dad and just kind of seeing them even to this day what they do day in and day out and how I'm glad you said it that it's it's a default, right? It's it's I've I've come to accept it now. And that's why I was on the post too. I put, you know, some people might say it's, it's arrogant to say that some people might say, I'm honestly just even weird for someone to say that, but I am so sure of it now. And obviously experiences have led me to this place, but I am I'm, like, there's, there's no ifs. There's no shaky ground on what I'm standing on right now. I firmly believe 100% that this is what I need to be doing at this point in time in my life.
0: Mm. And I think that there's something that comes out of consistently. I think it was actually not one of your posts. Which, if you don't follow him, I'll I'll put his his link in in the bio and stuff for this because you're worth the the follow. Appreciate it. Is the you know the consistency and, and quality side of things where you know you are what you consistently do, and mm-hmm. and I think that even when you have to, you know, I would say give tough love you know however you want to put that it it's even more impactful because you're constantly a lifter that even when you're giving what some may take as like harsh mm-hmm. feedback It's taken even more to heart because of how much people know that you are are after lifting. So like even even this harshness is is because he wants to me to be better, he wants Mm -hmm. me to be lifted. And so I think that people tend to now give you the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. in saying, you know, there's there's no reason why he would say this to break me down. (laughs) Because no part of that when I think when lined up with every experience they have of you you know, it would seem so out of character, right. you know, for you to do that. Right. Um, and I think that's the power of consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a, remember Gary Vee was talking about, you know, you can be a lot of things in public, mm-hmm. you know, but th- there's nothing worse than being a, a public success, but a private failure. He's right. like, I want the people closest to me mm-hmm. to know the same person as the person that I work with, you know? And I think that, I could say without a shadow of a doubt that in your life, you know, your spouse or or your close friends would say, like you said, when you when you read the room, when you put out a temperature gauge, mm-hmm. what you got back was that,
1: right? Um, and and that's for me, that's always been kind of like the goal, right? And it's not, you know, there, there's this misconception of, you know, obviously we all want to be better, we all want to do better, and there's seem, there seems to be this this I don't want to say stigma, but like everybody wants to do good, everybody wants to help the homeless. Everybody wants to do this, but there are very few that it's actually like, that's just who they are. Mm. Right. It's not for any other purpose other than that's just like, I'm not doing it for anybody to like me more. I'm doing it because that's my purpose. Mm. And, and the fulfillment that comes from that is what I think a lot of people don't, they don't really understand. And the best part about that is they're not supposed to, they're not supposed to understand what I what I understand because mm. we're on two totally different wavelengths, and it's not that I'm better than they are; or they're better than me. That's just we're just totally different in that aspect.
0: I think that I, so I want to hear your uh, your take on this because I think what we're talking about is really important in the way of what you're what you're doing in your purpose. People's deep desire for other people to understand mm-hmm. and to agree with and. Like, really, when it comes down to it, no one is going to understand. And I, so I think I want to hear your take on the importance of doing what you're called to do because that's what you're called to do and not mm-hmm. because of, you know, whether it's justification or the things that you get in return or just even because somebody thinks it's what's right for you. Right. Um, and how do you stay consistent in that?
1: So for me, you know, consistency is over everything. Right. I've come to learn through my experiences through many failures right of of understanding the fact that like i have to be consistent. Now, if we take a step back, the fir- very first thing is what are you going to be consistent of? What are you going to be doing that's consistently, right? Mm-hmm. Like and i think that's where a lot of people, you know, so many times we go many different routes, many different paths trying to find what it is that's our purpose, what it is that's going to make us feel good. And that's fine. But once you find it and if you bypass it then it was for two reasons, in my opinion. One is because you really weren't looking for it. Or two, what you found didn't seem as, quote-unquote, sexy. Yes. Right? And that's where people get confused. And that's why you can tell, right? You can tell people that do it for specific reasons you, that that aren't for their purpose or their calling. They do it to almost like check a box. Now, that's fine because that's who they are. I'm no one. I can I cannot sit here and tell someone that, that they need to do something different based off of what I believe or based off of what my purpose is, right? Even with the tribe. So a certain percentage of what people pay to be a part of the tribe gets donated.
0: Real quick, what is what is the tribe just for the people that? So
1: the tribe, you know, <clears throat> technically back here if you're watching the video, it's La Tribu, and that's Spanish for tribe, and it's my coaching group, right? And my coaching group is based off of, and I've always said this, right? It's people that want to be better but want to be better in their own eyes, not because I said they need to be better, not because their mom and dad said they didn't. It's it's a true acceptance of someone that says, you know what, I'm tired of being the way I am. I know there's more for me out there, whether it's in business, in life, in just spiritually. And the tribe is a group of people that are, are obviously all like minded. Everybody wants to be better. So I'm the coach, I'm the mentor, and you know, obviously, we, you know, depending on the package, we have different check in times, different uh, amounts of check ins. But it's really, that's the sole purpose. The sole purpose is my way of giving back and sharing what I've learned through life and the way people have kind of bestowed upon me their mentorship and their guidance. And the thing, you know, to not get it twisted is I don't sit here and tell people what they should and shouldn't do. Mm. Right? I, tell, I just help guide people get to where it is that they want to get to. Now, a lot of those times we get there. And that's not really what they wanted to do because right. there's still, like, you know, the whole, like, I feel like something's missing feeling. And then it's just a journey. So we continue to search. And, you know, I, thank God I can say that we've had many success stories where people have found their calling. And it's not really like this guru type of program, right? And, and, and you can check with any of my clients that um, I'm as real as it gets and I expect them to be as real as it gets. But it all starts with just the intention of wanting to be better.
0: That's mm-hmm. it. No, I think that's that's exactly, you know, who you are reflecting in the mm-hmm. business that you built, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's I think that's a very successful way, you know, f- for those who are listening, kind of building a brand, build a brand around who you are. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to put on some kind of face, 100%. put on a title, you wake up and you can just be you and that's the only way to be sustainably successful Mm -hmm. you know is that people when people show up they expect
1: you to be you well and what i wear as a badge of honor right is the majority of my clients are all people that either have known me for quite some time or they have been referred by someone that knows me Mm. or has known me for quite some time and to me early on right there when i first started the tribe i used to get you know some naysayers and Oh well, you, all your clients are just people that you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I mean, that's that even goes, more of a stamp of approval. It <laughs> just goes to show that they believe in me and they trust in me so much because of what I've done around them or what mm. they've seen me do that they want to go on this journey with me, and I'm I'm all for it. Instead of now, there's nothing wrong, obviously, with you know getting clients that maybe read a post or or did one of the podcasts. They you know they resonated with something you said, and and that's how they reached out. But to me, it's just, it's really that, like, I'm, I'm if, if you have to put up a front, right, one, it's going to get exhausting, yes. right, and two, more often than not, it's going to blow up in your face, right, and especially in the nowadays, you know, where businesses are online and all that, there's very, very little interaction, right, and to me, I've always told somebody, look, if you, tr- if you pitch your sphere of what you're doing, and, they don't buy in, then there's a problem there, right? There's a problem because are they not buying in because that's just not who you are? Are they not buying in because it's, it's not adding up. It's not lining up right. to what they've seen. And that's the first step. The first step in any business, when it comes to like a service or a product you're going to offer, if the people around you don't buy in, then do you really have that product? Right. Or that service?
0: Yeah. Cause I think that's, that's the feedback that you want. It's like, you know, vegan opening up a butcher shop and you're like, people are kind of like looking around like, really? wait, wait, is this, is this for real? Cause that, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to right. me, you know? And for, you know, somebody who is sick to themselves and kind of gets annoyed by people. And they're like, Oh, open up a life coaching mm-hmm. business. And they're like, Oh re- really? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right. 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 But it, when people, you know, they share what you want to do and they're like, man, that totally makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I want to be a part of that because mm-hmm. I know how powerful it can be. You know, I think that's that's exactly you know what you've built. Um, so, when kind of coming up into into business mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship, um, what what has been the biggest struggle for you? Where you kind of I feel like you you get into it. A lot of people get into business mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to line it up, and then you get in like. Ways deep, and you're like, "Oh snap!" Like I actually don't know this, or like right. I really need to get around somebody who knows this. What right. What was that thing for you?
1: I think for me, I mean, across the board has been honestly just more of like a true acceptance of myself, mm. right? Because you know, so many times when you're a manager or an owner, or how you know whatever you want to put it on as a title, um there does come a level of selfishness and unselfishness that comes with it, right? So for me, I think the biggest thing was learning and understanding that for one, everyone's different, right? You have different multiple personalities in your businesses and you can't come in and kind of lay the iron fist down and say, well, this is the way we do things now. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, you do create a box, right, or, for, or a structure and, and you know everybody talks about building the culture and putting the culture in and all this. And to me, I think the culture actually grows from within that box that you've created for your employees and or for the people that you're servicing. So for instance, with me, with the tribe, it was, you know, we started it out with kind of like this specific framework, and this is the way it's going to work. And we've evolved so much. We've, we've, we've added things, we've taken things away. But at the root of it, the only thing that hasn't changed is, the way we go about things, which is like the check ins and stuff like that. So, for me, I would say that for anybody out there that's either interested in opening a business or is struggling with the business, is you really have to know who you are and what it is that you're willing to offer for anybody else to buy in. There's so many businesses out there that are disconnected in that. And there's a continuous struggle, right? Because it, again, it just doesn't line up. It mm-hmm. just is, you know, if you're telling me to do something that I know you're not willing to do, it's just not adding up. Yeah. right it's just it just doesn't line up so culture building right which i know a lot of people are all about it's it's you really can't force that right you lay the framework down and then culture whatever culture that's going to grow is going to grow from within that framework right and that's it
0: yeah because i think i think a lot of people know the generic framework mm-hmm. for what they want or what they think things should look like but when it actually comes down to the knowledge of being able to create it, mm-hmm. it's a whole different topic. Well, you know?
1: and I'll take it a step further. The creation of it is probably the second step. Mm-hmm. But now, can you sustain it? Right. And that's where, I mean, how many how many businesses have you seen, right? That like grand opening or you see them online and you're like, man, great logo. Man, that branding looks dope. And you're just like, man, they're going to kill it. Yes. And then six months down the line, a year down the line, they're gone. Right. And guess what? Like, again, they had, they never understood who it is that they were. And they, more importantly, they never understood what the goal was. They mm-hmm. got lost in all the pretty stuff, right? Like, let's focus on this. and But there's no there's just not enough in there to sustain it long term. Mm-hmm. And that's just because, again, it, it, they just weren't really in touch or connected with what their end goal was.
0: Right. Yeah, because I think there's a... Um, One thing I I value about you is that, you know, some people that they're successful for a reason, you know, and Mm -hmm. success always leaves clues. Mm -hmm. And when you kind of dive deeper into something, there's a depth because, you know, principally they're on point, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and so when it comes to, you know, the building and having those characteristics in line of the culture and and recreating it, there's actually, there has to be a, a depth in that person's life, mm-hmm. in that person's identity mm-hmm. that, you know, is, how do I put it? It's it's something that is innate to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, your default. Mm-hmm. And, and the ability to replicate that, you know, sometimes it comes... To the point where it's not easy. Right. You know, like being a lifter of people is not easy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is when somebody's like happy go lucky and they're right. like, hey, whatever you say, <laughs> Andres, like, I'm, right. I'm down. Right. But when somebody's like clawing their way out the mm-hmm. door, you know, being a lifter when you're frustrated or when somebody's taking advantage of mm-hmm. you or when somebody's just like flat out disrespectful, like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's that lines up with, with who I am as well. And so mm-hmm. there's people who make it look easy. Right. But inside, you know, there's there's a constant choice that you have to make over and over again that says, no, this is who I am and this right. is how I act. And that's culture at its finest is mm-hmm. people like us do things like this. Right. And and I think that's why, you know, we talked about last time I was here was in order to have the impact that you want to have, you have to go in with the knowledge of the impact that you have. Right. So you're a lifter because you're going into every situation saying I'm a lifter of people. And what does lifting look like in this situation? Mm-hmm. And it's culture doesn't happen. I mean, there, there, that's a lie. Culture happens whether you're doing it on purpose right. or if you're not doing it at all, it creates right. its its own culture. And so there is
1: such a thing as bad culture for sure. Right. That, that, and I think that's the misunderstanding that people yes. are like, Oh, but the culture, the culture. And it's like, man, I've been a part of a lot of situations that the culture is just bad. And you can almost see it, like the writing's on the wall. Like, this is not going to work out. Right. So, you know, it's it's the fight or flight. What do you do? Do you either stay in the trenches and try and make it better? Mm. Or do you just check out and say, like, I'm done and I don't want to deal with this anymore? And that's the difference. And, then, you know, when you talked about earlier about, you know, the the, the seizing or, or grasping the opportunity and all that, I, I, I consistently get asked with people that say, man, like, what, what separates you, right? What makes you different? From everybody else, and to me, I've I firmly believe that it's because I've always grabbed the opportunity, mm. whether it failed or not. Right? right. I'm I'm curious. I want to experience it. I want to see. I want to. And I, and again, if it fails, it failed. I learn from it. And I move on. Right. Mm. The whole mentality of you know you win some and you learn some. You never lose because even in the losing, you learn. Right. Right. So for me, it's it's consistently being curious consistently reaching for, yeah, sometimes the stars, right? Sometimes just, you know, get in over my head, but it's all a part of the process. And so many people are at still at the start line, right? The gun went off and they're just there and they're frozen, right? Some people take off right off the bat and they might stumble. They might not even make it through, right? They might need help to help finish the race. Mm. Other people pace themselves, right? And those people are the ones that are, uh, in my opinion, very like methodical like they're not going to go too fast they're going to see how everything is laid out and then they're going to make decisions based off of that where other people are just kind of just running through walls and figuring it out later but no matter what you have to get going mm. you can't stay at the starting line you can't stop right why one it's pretty simple life goes on mm. right and that's what i tell my clients my clients all the time is whether a good situation or a bad situation you got to keep going right. and That's my mentality. My mentality is, you know, whether it's heartbreak, you know, this past year has been rough on the family with, with some, some family related deaths and all that. And we mourn them. We're sad. Of course, you know, we want them to be around, but life goes on and you have to have that mentality or else you will find yourself getting stuck. Right. And then that takes you down, obviously a deeper hole. And the deeper you go down that path, then it's just that much more hard to get out. Mm. And in my own experiences in life, I've been down those paths and, but you all, everybody has a decision of saying, do I continue to do this thing and go down and replay this all over again? Or do I do something different? Right. And through those different paths that I've taken it has led me to where I'm at. And, you know, successful financially or whatever is kind of like the secondary thing. Mm. Right. To me, I've always, you know, told people when people are like, oh man, like I want what you have. It's like, what do I have? From you, you know, even asking you right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that I have that you want? And the majority of the time, I hope the answer is has nothing to do with financial or any of that stuff, right? right? To me, because to me, that's going to come and go, and that's where a lot of people get tripped up is because, again, when they start off on their journey, they're focused on things that are going to come and go, right? But the constant, the consistency, is what maintains us here, right? Is right. the the, the Focusing on the details. And for me, before I can even go in and instill some type of protocol in a business, like I have to ask myself, am I doing that myself? Mm. To the degree of checking off all the boxes, being as methodical, being detail-oriented with my own life before I can even ask my son or daughter to do it. right? Right? And yes, I go into it expecting the best, but I'm also in reality that I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting to be perfect. And more importantly, nobody's expecting me to be perfect. But I have to accept that myself mm-hmm. before I even put that, you know, that, that first foot forward.
0: Well, I think that that's a huge starting point of creating trust. Mm-hmm. Um, with any, obviously, you know, we're in a gym right now. Mm-hmm. And so say with a training client. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, you're putting them through a workout and they're having a hard time getting it done. You're like, dude, just one more rep. And if you've never done that workout, mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I always put myself through every workout that I, right. somebody else you're like, <laughs> Oh snap, like this four set is spicy, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. But if you don't know that you're like, Oh, this person's lazy. You know what I mean? Just wrap that thing out. And they're like, dude, I freaking, I got nothing left in the tank.
1: Well, the perfect example with that is this, right? In coaching, what my clients are going through, mm-hmm. doesn't, I, I haven't been through all that stuff. Right. Right. So for me, you know, to just say, you know, you know, rip off a quick quote from a book. Or something that I just read, it's like, yeah, it'll get me, it'll get them to like that next thought process. But then, what if that fails? Right? Then what do I have to say? Right? It's, 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 and and that's where again a lot of people fail because they're going based off of what they just read, what they just heard, and there's not enough substance behind what or, or with the person that's telling them this. That when that whatever they told them, whatever advice or guidance they gave them doesn't work, now what? Mm. Right? And those are you can ask my clients my favorite two words. Now what? Mm. Whether you did good or you did bad, now what? Right. The goal is I want to open a business and make 150k a year. Cool. You hit there. Now what? Mm. Right. And a lot of people can answer that. Yeah. Right. A lot of people are like, man, I really feel like there's 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 something missing in me. For instance, spiritually. Perfect. You get there. Now what?
0: I want to I give you your flowers because I th- I think it's it's really powerful. One of my favorite books ever is called Keep Your Love On. And there's a whole chapter about powerful mindsets mm-hmm. because a lot of times what you're dealing, I mean, especially in the gym, I'm talking about this a lot is as a personal trainer, you're, you're trying to train the physical, mm-hmm. but very rarely are you adjusting someone's body. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're speaking directly to their mind and their right. mindset. And, and so one of the things that's a, a, a hallmark of a powerful mindset is a po- the only option that a powerful person will give someone is. Currently in a powerless situation in their mind mm-hmm. is and what are you going to do about it right and and i think that's it's in those things that i i love because you know what do you have that i want is the people who are able to do the things that i am i try to exemplify and they do it you know at a larger scale or mm-hmm. the further down the line mm-hmm. and it's it's without even thinking about that you found that to be successful because you know that the only way that there's sustainable change is if that person decides for themselves. Right. And and I think that's it's so powerful because, like you said, when all of the book phrases leave and and the job's still not done, it requires you to actually get in the trenches with somebody and get mm-hmm. messy. And that's the thing with coaching that I think gets missed a lot. Mm-hmm is there's a difference between, I would say, managers and coaches. Mm-hmm. Managers, even in sports, you know, the people who have their system and they roll it out, they roll the ball out, run these plays, mm-hmm. and then if it doesn't work, well, that's because, you know, Timmy has a bad attitude. And that's mm-hmm. because Tommy, you know, he's he's a rebel and he doesn't want to get with the program. <laughs> and he's <laughs> right. like, well, Tommy has D1 talent and he's sitting on the bench at a 2A school because right. you don't know how to use him. exactly. And, and then there's coaches who sit with you in your muck mm-hmm. and they're like yep this sucks and like you said now what right. so you got a shovel all right here's a shovel i got a shovel let's dig let's our go. way out of this and i think that is so undervalued the the people who are willing to get messy mm-hmm. when people are messy mm-hmm. you know and we want people to be black and white dark and clean we want to say something and it just this magic light bulb goes mm-hmm. off and all of a sudden the person's life changed and i did that you know right, right. But that's that's not what it is. Um, when true relationships, you know, business at its finest is. Oh, we're popular today. <laughs> uh, true relationship at its finest is a stewarding of relationships. Right. It's a series of steward relationships. Mm-hmm. And and when you look at it that way. It's no longer business like, oh, man, this person's taking too much of my time. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this is what I signed up for. And exactly. that's when you better be damn sure mm-hmm. that you're doing what you're called to do. Because it's in those moments when, like, there's something that rises up in you and, like, hey, no, we're going to freaking figure this mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. it's not, oh, man, i don't got time. I think I'm just going to cut this client and send <laughs> him to Billy down the road. Right, right. And because it's better to have five people that love you than 100 people that like you. Mm-hmm. Um. And and,
1: when, and that go that goes towards, you know, there's a saying that's like something about, you know, would you have someone if, if someone followed you for forty eight hours straight, right, would they still believe what you were speaking before they before they followed exactly. you? Exactly. Right? And that's what it all comes down to is is are you doing everything that you say or that you're helping people do? Are you doing it yourself? Because if you're not, I mean the reality is going to come out, right? The truth is going to come out. And then all that does is obviously you're hurting people. More importantly, you're taking advantage of people. And there's just no good ending to that. Mm. But that's, that's the biggest thing right now is there's so much, and of course, social media, right? What's real, what's not, Mm. right? Do, do, you know, do somebody post something? Do I believe what they're posting? You know, do I, and, and I think if people were to take a step back and just say, you know what? Going into social media and just saying, I'm gonna click on Instagram right now and I'm gonna go through this and I'm gonna take whatever's being said and how can I apply it to me? If it resonates with me, I'm I'm gonna apply it in my life. Now, right. whatever it did for Jeremy, if it made Jeremy a million dollars, cool. I'm not expecting it to make me a million dollars. Mm. Right. And so much, so many times, one, obviously, and you know this, right? People are looking for that quick fix. People want that, that that immediate result, right. and if it doesn't, then then that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. right? And in coaching, the biggest thing for me is I know what I signed up for. I know that if I have four calls today, they might be great, or they might be the heaviest, and guess what? I got to carry it. Mm. No matter what, I got to carry it, because I signed up for it, and I always fall back on the fact that I know kind of what I was saying about the lifter of people. Like I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So even if they are four difficult calls and they're really heavy, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And there's a reason why those four calls, those four clients were put in my journey for me to have that conversation with them. And sometimes I learn more from the call than the client does for sure. They don't know that. Right. They, they got the benefit that they were looking for from it, but I can step away and say, man, like, this was game changer for me right. and the way I maybe process things or do things. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think when you know when I got into to fitness and coaching, and I think one of the greatest things looking back, I I kept joking about writing a book about the things that I learned about humanity mm-hmm. from being a fitness instructor. Because you really do learn so freaking much. And I think one of the greatest values that no one could ever take away, even if I never did it again, was the ability to speak just about any language across, you know, belief systems, political affiliations, sexes, ages, you name it. You, you learn to, to listen. Like, Mm -hmm. like Drake said, a wise man once said nothing at all. Mm -hmm. You learn to shut up and just listen to people because they're telling you what their belief system is. They're telling you what they're having a hard time with. And and when you, you learn to, to be empathetic in the way of just getting in the trenches with people, it's like you find so much value. Right. And there's no book. There's no three-lesson course Nothing. to to teach you the things that people would teach you mm-hmm. Um and one of my one of my just phrases for myself is that everybody has a lesson we're teaching and a story mm-hmm. we're telling. That's right. And and so I think for for myself, going into every conversation, every encounter, doesn't matter if it's on the street or mm-hmm. a podcast like this, it's like I wanna learn a lesson that they've learned so I don't have to learn it myself. That's right. And I wanna <laughs> learn the, the, their story that led them to who they are, mm-hmm. you know? And so when it leads us to obviously a very, uh, I would say, you know, a hard time in these last couple of years where things are very polarized, right? you know, you stop looking at like people's opinions on the very surface level mm-hmm. and you start realizing that all the stories that they have under the surface is what's actually creating the passion around That's their right. opinion. And when you, it's only in, the depths there when you like get into someone's story that you actually realize that their opinion is actually, you know, created through a series of experiences in their life that they're, that deeply right. moves them.
1: No, you know, no, nobody, nobody wakes up and just out of thin air says, I'm not going to like that today. Right. Nobody does. Right. You wake up and you don't like it because <clears throat> of your experiences. Right. Right. Now, whether it was right or wrong, nobody is right. And, and I just put a post up yesterday, right? And it talks about people living in the past. And when someone says, right, like, you know, the whole anything is possible, right? The difference is there are people that say, well, these certain things are possible. Not anything, but these certain things because of my past. Mm. Like, I can't do that because of my past. Mm. And all you're doing there is you're rewinding. And now your starting point is... Your past. Yes. Instead of, no, you know what? How many times have we heard of, and, you know, just to kind of get broad, but how many times have we heard of the successful person that was homeless at one point? Right. Thousands of times. Yes. Right? Athletes that were living on the street. Now they're making it. Right? The athletes that had everything growing up, they don't make it. Right? And and so why is that? So when people start, again, taking a step back and realizing that your past doesn't determine where you're going to go. Because for any story that I've heard of someone having a difficult past, I've heard hundreds, if not thousands of those stories, of people even maybe having it worse, that became successful in whatever they wanted to be successful. And I'm not talking, you know, just to be clear, when I talk about success, I'm not talking about financial success at all. I'm just talking about true happiness. Yes. Right. When I can get up and someone can get up and do what they want to do every day and be happy with it. That's success to me success is happiness and freedom mm. right i my goal for success is i wake up one day and i don't have to be anywhere at any certain time that's it and i'm for that day i'm going to do whatever i want to do and my actions during that day aren't going to affect anybody else from being happy or not right. right because everybody's on their own journey right so consistency in believing and understanding who i am and more importantly doing that every day Right is what's going to get us to the point where I can say that I'm successful. Right now, you might look at me and say, "Man, that's not success." I want a million dollars in the bank. Yes. cool. I've had it. But now you got to do what you got to do every day and focus on the details every day to make sure that you get to where you want to get to. And our stories might align, and we'll kind of go back and forth, touching you know, like relationship wise. And then at some point, we go our separate paths right. because we're not supposed to be aligned forever because you have your successful route and I have my successful route
0: well, once so what's funny is the I mean I've I've come to the conclusion that everybody has a set of rules that they live by you know right. like you have your definition of success mm-hmm. and someone else has like you just said has a different definition mm-hmm. and what you're going to run into is that people are going to be salty that you're happy right. with your version of success when it doesn't look like theirs right so you're happy without the million dollars because you're doing like, you. Might, I mean, you may have a million dollars, but mm-hmm. basing on your definition of success, you're happy and fulfilled and they could even have their million dollars and not be happy and fulfilled because mm-hmm. you're happy with less. Right. And and I think that that really is why it's so important to have in your mind made up about mm-hmm. who you are and standing on it. And it's funny that you're talking about excuses and going different ways because I literally just yesterday put out a podcast around excuses. hmm and uh, for those of you who haven't listened to it, go listen to it. But basically, the two main ideas is like, every excuse is valid. Mm-hmm. Every single one. 100%. They're just not going to get you where you want to go. Exactly. So when you're doing that, it's based around the language, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. And when you're creating yeah buts in your language, you're making a case to stay where you are. So that's why it's tough for coaches because in one side of your mouth, you're like, man, I want to go here and I want to be accomplished that. And I want to be this person. And the other side of your mouth, you're saying, I want to stay right here. So you're digging your heels in and your front legs are going full speed. And as a coach, you're like, yo, what do you want? (laughs) I can help you get there, but I need you to know I can't get you somewhere when – one foot's on the gas, one foot's on the brake. Mm-hmm. And and with the excuses, like you said, you know, people with different situations, there's a reason why somebody, you know, who grows up with an alcoholic father, mm-hmm. one becomes an alcoholic and the other one's becomes a professional athlete or a mm-hmm. CEO of a company or, you know, whatever you, you want to name it because of the framework that they put on their circumstance. Mm-hmm. So that's one of, like, the hardest jobs of, of a coach or a mentor is that, you know, for, for me, I listen to as many types of content mm-hmm. and stuff as possible because I'm trying to get like like we've talked about before as many perspectives mm-hmm. to to use in a way of helping people create a different framework of the way that they're looking at their situation because mm-hmm. one's like you know my grandfather was an alcoholic my dad's an alcoholic and so obviously I'm bound to be one right and the other one's saying, like, no, I was born for more of this. I, I refuse to let my kids live under the same legacy, right. and I, you know, there's something more for me. And both had the same situation, but the framework that they looked at their situation um, is is so important. And I think that that's where I found value in and really trying to learn from every single person. Um,
1: it's a curiosity. For though. sure. That's where it comes out. For sure. Because right? for me, that's why I we talk. Look, when – let's say during a coaching session, right? And someone, a lot of times clients come in and they just want you to kind of have the easy button, right? And then just like, just tell oh, me what to do. And
0: then that was easy. Mm, I'm going
1: to be great tomorrow. <laughs> right. right. They, they got all staples, but right. And, and sometimes they get shocked when I'm like, well, let's try this out. And they are like, well, but is it going to work? It's like, well, I don't know. He's yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, but we gonna <laughs> we're going to find out. We're about to find out, right? <laughs> because look, the, the thing is, what you learn through the journey, through the experience, right? Mm. If it does work, you're more entailed to actually sustain it because you've been through it and you felt it. Yes. Then me just saying, you know what? Uh, yeah, definitely don't go right. Go left. Yes. You're going to go left and you're going to get to your destination, but it's going to be so easy, right? That you're not actually going to feel the pains of going through it. Right. So you're not really going to appreciate it as much once you get there. And then that's why so many people bounce around so much, especially again, nowadays when people are like, I just feel like something's missing. Mm. I feel like something's missing. The first question is just, let's find out what that is. Right. And guess what? It might be through a process of elimination. That's because that's the only way you're going to know if Mm. that's what's missing in your life or not. Right. Again, some, so many people go straight through the guru programs. Mm. Right. And it's like, no, this is what's missing in your life. Right. It's like, how do you know? Right. The biggest, I think, Clarity point for me was understanding that the majority of my clients, well, all of my clients obviously are separate individuals. Yeah. And there is no cookie cutter program. There is no, like, this is the five step process that we're going to do to get there because everybody's different. For some, some people it's five steps for some people it's 20 steps. Right. But who am I to dictate? I don't have that much power that much. I don't think anybody has that much power knowledge to be able to dictate and be like, Nope. Five steps. If everybody does these five steps, that's what's going to get you to where you want to yes. get to. I, I, it's just it's just not black and white like that. Right. And that's what's missing from the majority of coaching programs that I've looked into, been a part of, or my clients have told me they've been a part of is that they're trying to do this mold, mm. and everybody fits in that mold. Mm. And it's not that's not what it is. I mean, just in general, it's it's so simple to understand that. I mean, in life, everybody's unique right right everybody has different understandings everybody has different beliefs i'm not here to share to push my beliefs on anybody right when it comes to la tribu there is a spiritual aspect to it but it's whatever you believe in right it's just doing the work consistently right and consistency what you see back there there's a picture of chips and salsa right oh, man so, I,
0: I knew i liked you for a reason <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i love chips and salsa but a client of mine gave me that and it's from a story that I share from one of my biggest mentors. So he owned restaurants, right? And very successful restaurants. And I remember one summer when I was going through college, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shadow you because I, I, I want what you have. And obviously at the time, right, young and naive, it was the money, the cars, the vacations, the homes. So I'm going to shadow you. So I shadowed him for about a week. And every day at 4.30 in the morning, he would show up at his restaurants and make the chips and salsa. And at first I was like, okay, cool. Second day, third day, four day, fifth day. And it's like, man, first of all, why are you, you're the owner of this? Mm. <laughs> like, why aren't you here at 4.30 in the morning to make chips and salsa? He's got, you know, steaks that are going for 75, 80 bucks. Like, like why don't you focus on that? And he said, look, the reason I make the chips and salsa is because everybody that comes into my restaurants gets chips and salsas. Not everybody orders the $80 steak. Mm. So if I want to be consistent from the bottom up, I want to make sure that the chips and salsas are top notch because everybody gets the chips and salsas. Mm. And that's, that was a game changer. Right. And that's, if you focus on that and again, that's the detail, right. that, that was his whole thing was, I want, what's the smallest detail that I can keep consistent. And it's a chips and salsa. Mm, right? That's good. So I shared that with a client of mine and he, gave, he gifted me that, that picture <laughs> so I can have... And I, I love, love it. it. And I love it, right? And it's just it's a picture of chips and salsa. But it's just a reminder, again, whatever you have to do, whatever system, program, whatever you got to do to remind yourself daily of who it is you want to become, you have to use it. Right. That's why I've got a picture of chips and salsa on my desk. Mm-hmm. right? But again, the consistency, the details... Who am I? Before I can share who I am, I need to know who I am. Right. Right. The old saying of you can't give what you don't have. Right. I can't give somebody peace in my conversation if I don't have peace. Mm. Right. I can't give happiness in a conversation if I don't have happiness myself. Right. And that's the missing piece from a lot of people is that so many times we go with what sounds right, Mm. but not what they need to hear. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And and that difficult conversation will be the game changer for anybody 100% of the time. Right. Now, if they don't respect you, they're going to take it the wrong way. If they respect you, it doesn't matter how harsh you are. Right. Right. They know that it's, again, like you said earlier, nothing but good intentions. Mm. And if someone gets disrespected by what you said, then one, they didn't really respect you. Because they knew, or obviously flat out, they just didn't know you, right? And that's where I carry myself to the point where, when people are like, "But what if they don't agree with it?" What then they don't know me. Then right? If they question me, then they don't know me, right? If somebody says something bad or good about me to you, my first question is, "How do they know me?" Right? Do they even have context? Context to be able to say that about me? And if they don't, then why would I worry about
0: it's it? It's like the it's like the quote. If you have a problem with me, call me. If you don't have my number, you don't know me well exactly. enough to, to have a problem with me.
1: Right. And <laughs> But so many people, we get caught up for sure. in that, right? And the majority of the things that I've seen through La Tribu is they really are things that, and situations that we create ourselves, mm. right? We make things bigger than they are. For sure. We we make things worse than they are. Now, for some reason in society, there's this thought process, right, of, making the negative things more than the positive. Even though on a daily basis, the majority of people I follow on Instagram on a daily basis, they're sharing nothing but positive stuff. So when someone comes to me like, I got to get off social media, man, right? One of my clients, plenty of my clients have said this, right? It's just not good for me. Like, why isn't it good for you? Man, well, who are you following? <laughs> that sounds like my conversation. <laughs> right, like, well, who are you following that, that you going through? It? Like, even just having Instagram, because it's not just logging off. Right. You know, I deleted the app. So just knowing that you have the Instagram app in your phone is causing you this much stress. Right. Like that's how much power you're giving other people for yourself. Yes. So when we talk about where do we begin in a coaching session, that's where we begin. Like what's triggering you to want to delete Instagram completely other than just saying, I'm just not going to click on it. Yeah. And if I click on it, I know exactly why I'm clicking on it. And if something that's on there is going to trigger me so much, then there's a deeper problem. It's not Instagram's fault. It's not the guy or girl that posted something that triggered me. It's just, man, like what's deep down inside of me that's triggering me to that point? Yes. That's what we have to attack.
0: Yeah, because I think the fine line is they, a lot of clients want them or want you to tell them what to think. Mm -hmm. And the coach's job is to help people learn how to think. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, that's the easy button. There's like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, you won't because there's no understanding of why. You're going to fall off again. And so it's the framework where you can kind of create. It's like, okay, here's how we can look at a situation. Here's how we can look at these different tools. And because my goal is not that you're always having to come to me for answers Mm -hmm. because I don't got them, Mm -mm, you know, mm -mm. but I can give you, I can give you some tools in your tool chest that Mm -hmm. you can do some surgery. It's like people really want coaches to be the surgeon where they just Mm -hmm. get like, they go under. Uh, they get their anesthesia and the coach comes in and does the surgery and then they wake up and they're all better. And you they're know? different. Yep. Yes. And the coach is like, okay, here's a couple tools. All right, you stand right here. We're gonna do this work with you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna be a, basically an apprentice on your own life, mm-hmm. and we're gonna figure these things out. And and I think that the thing that I love about, you know, La Tribu is is the expectation is that I'm not gonna. I can't want this more than you want it for yourself, mm-hmm. and and I think that um, one of the one of the greatest visuals that I've I've ever heard around the difference between interested and being invested, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are interested until it's time to be invested, right. and the there's a guy who, who used to walk across this tightrope across this big canyon, and he was so good at that one day he got a wheelbarrow out. And he started walking a wheelbarrow across this tightrope, and all these people are on the side, and they're like, "He's like, who do you th- who thinks that I can walk across? They're like, wait we do, wait we, do, we believe it." And so he like walks across, and he comes back and grabs a wheelbarrow. He's like, "How many of you guys think that you know I can walk across wi- with the wheelbarrow?" And they're like, "You know, we can. Th- we think you can do it." And he, and he's like, "He's like, you guys really think it?" And they're like, "Yes." He's like, and he's asking one more time, and they're like, yeah, you're "Like, yeah, we believe you can do anything." And he's like, "All right, who's ready to sit in the wheelbarrow?" And it goes silent because there's a difference between being interested mm-hmm. and being invested where you have to get in and you're like oh like now it comes to the point if i do i really believe do i really think do i really want mm-hmm. do i really desire what i say i do or am i just saying that i want it mm-hmm. and and it's you know that becomes the belief in you i've proven i can drive the wheelbarrow across right the question is are you willing to take the bet on yourself mm-hmm. and put in the work and, and, and that's where
1: a lot of people are going to fall off for sure right now and I put a post up right because when I first started the coaching like I call myself an accountability coach that's mm-hmm. what I do, right because to me it's just I'm just going to hold you accountable to what you said you want yes and along the journey we're going to find out if what you wanted is really what you wanted yes and the majority of the times it's actually more than what you thought yeah which is great right because now we're Blasting through barriers and walls, or, or or limitations that you've created for yourself, but in accountability, you know, I put a post that said, you know, everybody wants accountability until accountability is staring at you in the face <laughs> and telling you what you're supposed to be doing and what you didn't do that for you said sure. you were going to do, right? Because that's what it all comes down to, right? Everybody, whether it's fitness, spiritual, financially, everybody wants more. For sure, it's just do you really want it as bad as you say you do? Mm. And unfortunately the majority of people that say they do, it's not that they don't want it. They just haven't had the framework to be able to obtain it. And along yes. the lines, they even question themselves like, you know what, man, I keep failing at this. So maybe I don't really want mm. this. And it's not that. No, obviously in some instances it is, but the majority of the time what I've experienced is they just haven't had the the right framework or, guidance or whatever mm. to actually achieve it for sure. Because guess what? The expectation when you come into coaching is it's, it's not going to be easy. I'm, I I'm like, that's the first thing I'm going to tell you right now Two, it's going to take time. Mm. And if you're not willing to get past those two things, then just, you might as well just keep walking right now. If it gets to the point, right. And everybody has this low point, And at that point, that's where we ask the question of this is, this is where we find out how much you really want it. Mm. And based off of the actions in the next week or two, it's really gonna tell me, and more importantly, tell you, because guess what? The only thing I get out of somebody being successful is the fact that it served my purpose. Right. That was it. But other than that, you're the one that's gonna reap the benefits. Yes. Because this is what we invest our time and energy and money into, right? Is to be better versions of ourselves for ourselves. Now, Mm. sometimes secondary, right? For instance, for me, I want to be the best version of myself so I can be the best version of myself for what my kids need, Mm. my wife, my wife needs for my, what my family needs and, and even my friends. But I have to be okay with that. And I have to be able to answer the question of, man, do I really want that? Or was it just really cool lip service that just sounded cool. And that's where a lot of people, that's why they fall off is because they really don't want it. And the ones that do just don't have the framework.
0: Mm. No, it's so true. We're going to wrap this thing up. I have Mm -hmm. one last question. Mm -hmm. So if you had everyone on the planet in mind control and you could input one thought, belief system, mindset into everybody and they had that thing locked in, they had it understood and they could walk with it every day, what would that thing be?
1: It's my kind of like motto and that's building a longer table. Mm. right? Building a longer table for... More people to sit at the table, even have the opportunity to sit at the table, and honestly, just enjoy what I feel that God has for us, mm. right? Whether it's, I mean, I, I firmly believe that everybody should have a roof over their head. Everybody should. You know, there shouldn't be a person that's worrying about what they're going to eat tomorrow, mm. let alone kids, right? And that's that's my lifelong passion. That's my like goal in life. And and you know, when we talk about goals and and dreams or however you want to put it. You know, to me, I've, I've said it over and over again, and, and I remember years ago when I first started saying it, people were like, man, that's crazy, right? But it's only crazy until somebody does it. Absolutely. And for me, my lifelong is is there will be a point in time, whether it's my lifetime or uh, 500 years, but like child homelessness needs to end. Mm. And for me, I focused on Mexico Cause that's where my family's from. And that's where I've seen kind of like the worst cases. So that's what I work towards every day. And that's when I say build a longer table, it's not only a table for homeless kids to come and eat, but people like you to come sit with me at the table and help build it longer mm. and then so on and so forth. Right. So that's why charity and philanthropy are one of my biggest motivators is because that's my goal, right? I love it. Build a longer table.
0: Mm, that's so good. Where can people find you online? Because they need Man. to find you.
1: That's a good question. <laughs> I don't even know my IG this is, this is supposed to show what.
0: We need. To, uh, I need what, to talk with your branding officer.
1: <laughs> so you can see uh, Instagram is Andres underscore Latribu. And that's A-N-D-R-E-S underscore L-A-T-R-I-B-U. Instagram.
0: My man's. I love it. Uh, for those of you who have not followed him already, he is, I promise you, he's worth the follow uh, for the Golden Nuggets on a daily basis. You guys know where to find us. Uh, JR underscore AM underscore I off the leash lifestyle on Instagram. Uh, go check out the new gear on Dizena Sports. Uh, and you guys already know where to find Patty. Yeah, that guy.
1: That guy fell off <laughs> today. I'm not even going to get into it. We'll, talk, we'll, we'll get into it with him next time. Uh,
0: but until next time, my friends, stay off the leash. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. You guys know you can find us anywhere podcasts are found now. Spotify. go Give it a follow. Give it a like. Give it a share. You know the deal. Woo! You know what it is.